Hello, everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past week in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. What up, guys? We're back. We are back. I guess the most important thing is that was the last week of basketball, right? Technically, yes, speaking. (laughs) Wise ass. (laughs) So, yes, that was the last week in regular season basketball. We had so much going on. I think the most important thing that we got to talk about is this epic breaking news. everybody we just wanted to bring up the score of the indiana pacers and washington wizards game it just finished wrapping up and russell westbrook 18 points 15 rebounds in the words of the great mark jackson mother there goes that guy bradley beal did look a lot better 25 points they dominate the pacers so we were talking about the Pacers getting dominated. Yeah, they just got a beat down. Washington gave it to them. I call this later in the episode, guys. You'll hear me. Um, yeah, I'm glad they won the Pacers. This is going to be crazy now. Like, you you are all on Westbrook. This is a storybook uh, starting, not even ending yet. Yes, but I didn't even pick him for this one because I'm so crap. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with Westbrook. I want him to do good. We'll see what happens. They're playing Philadelphia 76ers, the number one seed. Godspeed. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. I think the most important thing that we got to talk about is this epic. More breaking news. A little bit of more breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, because that is what we do come playoff time. Oh my goodness, I just finished watching the Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Golden State Warriors 117-112 in overtime. What a nail-biter back-and-forth slugfest. Wow, the play-in tournament delivered. Incredible. I loved it. Mowgli here flying solo because I am editing the podcast, and as I just mentioned, I just finished watching the game, and I had to get my thoughts out because it's so fresh in here. It's so shocking. It's John Morant, who I did not pick to win this game, by the way. I'm sorry. I didn't. I had a bit more faith in Steph Curry, but alas... John Morant proved he wanted it more. He defeated Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Let's go ahead and pull up his stat line. 35 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Man, he came to play. He came to play. He was not scared. He took advantage of the moment. On the Golden State Warriors side, let's go ahead and pull up some of these stats. Obviously, Stephen Curry is going to be the main dude. 39 points. Four rebounds, five assists. He did have some pretty valiant help, though. I'm going to shout out Jordan Poole. He had 19 points, three rebounds, four assists. Draymond with a solid triple-double, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, 11 points. Andrew Wiggins, he had some nice plays down the stretch and in overtime, 22 points, 10 rebounds. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It Like, for a second there, it looked like Golden State had the momentum. And then Grayson Allen was like, nah. And then Grayson Allen again was like, oh, hell nah. And then Draymond answered with a three, but John Morant then took over. He learned from last season. Solid defensive effort by the entire team. They trapped Steph. They made anyone else beat them, and it almost worked. The only thing I can really point out is, um, you know, the others, they should have taken advantage more of these opportunities when Steph was being guarded so heavily, so heavily. Uh, The cuts to the basket, though, were so telegraphed. Everyone knows Curry's getting that ball and that cut's coming, just being some X's and O's stuff. A couple of post-game quotes from Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. I'll go ahead and mention Steve Kerr's first. 
Golden State head coach proud of team but upset over no playoff berth. Quote, two straight games that were basically gut punches. He is definitely right. If you were a Warriors fan, those were devastating ways to lose because it was so competitive, and usually those games are the most uh, painful to come out on the losing end. Yeah, and then Steph kind of uh, reiterates the same stuff. Steph, tough way to go out. Quote, what we made out of this year is pretty damn impressive. Very tough way to go out. I totally agree. And then Clay Thompson... I truly believe my best basketball lies ahead. Let's hope for the sake of basketball. I really want to see what Draymond, Clay, and Steph can do now that they've matured, uh, now that they've gone through the trials and tribulations of winning, and whether or not they can return as champions. It's always really cool to see that. What's next for both teams? Well, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies are on their way to Utah going up against a defensive player in the year candidate in Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, an all-star, but he is coming off of an injury. He is anticipating to play game one. What's next for the Golden State Warriors? Worry about Klay Thompson, getting him fully healthy, getting him fully integrated into this system. I think they need to pick up a bit more bench players, a center. I know Kevin Love had been rumored to go there years ago, and now that it seems like he's at the end of his relationship with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, maybe they can work out some sort of deal where Kevin Love goes to Golden State. He would fit that system perfectly, barring any injury, of course. Uh, And then, yeah, I don't even know what to say anymore. I was just completely shocked. Always trust your gut, ladies and gentlemen. I should have stuck to my guns, and I should have gone with the Grizzlies the whole way. And now I'm re-recording this, adding this breaking, breaking news segment in there, hopefully for all of your entertainment. But alas, let us continue with your regularly scheduled podcast. This is madness. Madness? This is play-in tournament basketball. <laughs> Lakers versus Warriors game. Oh my goodness. Sigh of relief. Did it deliver? I'm dying. <laughs> I was having it worse because, you know, I have to work at midnight. I know. So I couldn't even catch the game. So, like, I woke up. I woke up to the victory at least, you know. Exactly. But, like, you're going to put us through this. Like, I know it was nail-biting. I was watching the highlights. It was like, God, we weren't even leading hardcore in this game. What was happening? I'll tell you what was happening. It was a great defensive effort by two top five defensive teams in the regular season. A lot of people coming into this game, I think, were expecting a shootout. Yeah, because Steph was. Curry was a monster, and we've seen what he's been doing the regular season. But, oh, contraire, Malv, <laughs> <laughs> these guys came to play. The playoff intensity was set from the start from both teams. They're both championship-level DNA, very good coaches, and it was a really good battle. The major thing I want to discuss is probably the actual one-on-one battle between LeBron James and Steph Curry. Star versus star, great versus great. To me, this felt like it was actually a one-on-one battle. Yes, yeah. Draymond and Anthony Davis were there as supporting characters, but both... Yeah, it wasn't their matches. It wasn't, it their, wasn't their matches. Yeah. We, had no, we had no Kyrie. We had no Klay Thompson. We had of no Kevin Durant. Of course we're not going to have no Kyrie, bro. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, no, when it happened. I, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Kyrie has been you. gone for some time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But, but no, no, no. I got you too because I was watching a lot of the highlights to get, get ready for this, and it was like, yeah, it was a little lackluster. You know, they were both... 
you know, playing their position, you know, as supporting team. But I think LeBron had something to prove because of the last injuries. They weren't really injuries, you know, but the setbacks. Do you remember when LeBron first came to L.A. and they were playing the Warriors on Christmas? Mm. They were destroying them, and then he got injured. So there is that other backstory there that a lot of people are forgetting. But the main important thing is all of those finals matchups. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. And then you don't want to see two greats like this at the bottom because essentially this play-in tournament was like the bottom, right? You know, like that was – I think that that's what escalated the game as well because you want to see both these two players in the playoffs, you know, against each other. But you don't want to see them against each other trying to get in the playoffs, you know, like – it just kind of defeats the purpose, I feel, for some fans, you know. For us, like, I was with you. I was I was like, fuck. I was so scared. I was like, I hope Curry's, like, the last three games he's been on a fucking he was streak, you know. Fire. So I was like, I hope he doesn't keep that shit, you know. Like, I'm glad I was asleep for it, you know. But the game wasn't that – nobody pulled the far, really. I saw that the Warriors were only up by 14 the whole game. Like, that was their biggest lead, you know. But it's still scary. But like you were saying with LeBron, it's like – him taking that last shot. Let's that, get into I think that. The way you're saying, we're, wow, we're gonna get into it. But the way you're saying, like mano y mano, right? Like the whole team, I bet, was expecting him to at least look for AD in the middle or something, you know, or look for somebody else on the side. But he was like, "No, I gotta take this." I'm telling you, because of the setbacks of the last few games, a lot of the chatter, you know, from the media, and you know, especially because he was criticizing the play in tournament, you know, like. He had to show up this game. And you know they don't want to lose. And even though they had another chance to stay in, it's like you don't want to do that. You want to get in now, get rested, and play the Suns. Who they are actually favored mm-hmm. by. That's like the first time ever in like 30-plus years that a seventh seed is actually favored over a number two seed. The power of the king, right? I just want to mention that one thing too. So when you have that battle in the fourth quarter, they call the timeout and then the camera cuts to Seth Curry in like sitting on the bench and he's just nodding his head. He's like, okay, okay. He knew then it was time for him to step up. Mm. So it's like, oh, that's when our one-on-one battle is coming over. Side quest. They were actually born at the same hospital. Did you know, I know that? I, I that's heard so that. Crazy. That's so random. That's like, so crazy. Akron Hospital <laughs> yeah, for both right? peacefuls. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Um, but yeah, the fact that LeBron won this round with an epic three, which is Curry's signature Oh yeah, shot no, I wrote him. some notes on that. Yeah, keep going. It yeah, was, yeah. It was, it was this, that was some king shit right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like Curry... <laughs> exposing LeBron in the finals. And then LeBron, this isn't the finals, but it is a pretty do-or-die game, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. And he he, he answered the call. And this was really about the stars and the, Sorry to like cut you off so crazy, because like the parts I was seeing, it was like we were talking off-air. Who were giving praise to? Wesley Matthews. Who else? The White Goat, right? Alex Caruso. We were talking about the defense. Like You were telling me like it was a defensive battle. I was like, no shit. We're number one in defense. You know, like you have to bring this in. Such a veteran, Wesley Matthews. You know, but the game was so close 100 to 103, guys. Like, that's too close for comfort. And, you know, a lot of the games in the playing tournament were that way. But obviously, we have a Lakers bias. So, like, it was too close, you know, too close. We're going to get those levels of competition. And I was excited for it. That's why I really like these playing games. They don't really count for anything, they're kind of like limbo stats, Mm. but it was still competitive basketball. Uh, I saw it. Stephen A. Smith uh, gave out a crazy little stat that LeBron's game-winning uh, like, his shot at the buzzer, his yeah, three-pointer. Yeah, the like length of it, how far it was. He's only made four of those shots this season, and that was one of them yesterday. And that was one, you know. So that's fucking after crazy. getting injured. You at, saw what he said. You know, he said no, he was but seeing that's triple. going to me. What you were saying about how like you thought it was like a straight mano mano battle. He took one of Curry's signature shots, like you were saying. He fucking made it. He's always known, especially Skip. To not take those, not Mr. Clutch, but it's like, no, I'm going to take this. 
I'm going to make it. But what I really loved was after that play was the defensive setup because AD, and I, I want to say I can't remember who else was on Steph, but they didn't let him get the ball. You know, no, that's what they're going to need. You know, like you need that. And it's a good precursor to what they're going to do, hopefully, to the Suns. Going back to LeBron and just kind of all the injuries and everything that he's faced this year, it reminds me a lot of what Kobe had to face when he was facing his fifth championship. All those injuries. Remember the torn ligament, oh, yeah. the broken fingers in his hand? What LeBron do you always James, say? Father time. Father time is undefeated. But remember how Kobe persevered through all that, too. And hopefully LeBron, you know, with the... He looked like his eye was all messed up. You can oh, tell. Oh yeah, no, I love ankle. that too. After he shot it too, did you guys notice that he uh, he pointed at his eye as Steph and Draymond? Nice. He, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's like, you know, take this, fool. Yeah. Oh well, what I love too because I was watching, you know, a lot of the highlights too. Is like Steph gave him like that look to LeBron's, like, damn, motherfucker. Yeah, fucking he's, made it. LeBron's on. basically like, yo, there's levels to this. Steph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this I'm is at still the peak. Like, I'm a defending champion. All right. I'm this not going to let my team lose. Time. Yeah, right. I, I think we mentioned Steph Curry's stats, but LeBron James, let's go ahead and mention he had a triple double 22 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Anthony Davis, while still kind of, both of these guys aren't healthy, but AD had 25 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. So solid. I was very concerned, though, with, with LeBron. The last thing we're going to talk about. He's not healthy because you can tell how Schroeder, Schroeder's playing himself out of whatever contract it is. He was just so erratic, and I do not trust him as the secondary ball handler. He's got to step up, bro. Maybe it's him trying to get the rust back because he was, he was out for a little bit with the COVID protocol, but um, he was not making the right decisions, and LeBron James was kind of just letting whatever happen. He was just, like, on the wing and not attacking the rim, and I was like, he's not using that first step. I'm listening to what Shannon Sharp and all these analysts are saying. It's like, yeah, he's not charging the basketball Maybe he's saving it. Maybe he's not 100%, but they still won. Yeah, that's all that something matters. That's something all that consider. matters. A win is a win, you know, especially in the playoffs. Okay, enough Lakers talk because we're going to talk about them a little I bit know. later. We're keep rolling on and on. <laughs> Let's go to the next game that happened yesterday, the Spurs at the Grizzlies. Wow. Wow. Spurs always come to fight, though. Can I make one confession to you and our, our listeners? listeners? Yes. I honestly didn't watch one minute of this game. And you know why, though? Why? Because of you. Because of me. Because you and Jaboy. 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 I love that. <laughs> I love that shit. They came out with the win, too. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Before we start about Jaw, though, I just want to, I've got to give a shout out to Coach Pop and his, like, long ass dude. Now, he doesn't care anymore at all. He he's giving up. He's just like, yeah. He reminds me of total hippie status. He's just yeah. waiting, waiting to check out. And I love it, though. Well, yeah, 100 to 96, man. Like, I, I didn't see it. It was a close game still. I didn't watch it, but you got to tell me, how did your boy do? Their true test is going to be against the Warriors. My game of the week last week, remember what I said? It was that Sunday game, the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. I felt like this is going to be Jaw's redemption. He did not play as good as I thought he could have mm -hmm. that game. What I saw from Jaw this game, he was attacking the rim. He was going towards the basket. He was being kind of aggressive in that sense. And he hit a couple shots. What's next for each franchise? Well, the Spurs they're are going done. to, yeah, they're eliminated. Uh, I had this here, DeMar DeFrozen, because he was oh, so cold. Uh, I hate it, though. I, I let it go. It's bad, but it's in the universe now. It's in the universe. No, no, because he's a, he's a USC alumni, too, so shout out to my Trojan faithful, my Trojan alum. But, yes, he had a 5-for-21 field goal performance. He was basically getting outperformed by Kyle Anderson and John Morant. I was like, DeMar. Come on, dude. Uh, Rudy Gay, he came to play. He was a former was Grizzly. Then? He was a, Remember? He was, he's, I think he got drafted by the Grizzlies like, when he started his career. He had a very late three-pointer that kept the game competitive. I guess the best thing I can say is the Spurs always come. They will not go gently into that good night. They're always going to fight. 
And for the Memphis Grizzlies, yes, they have the Golden State Warriors they're next. They're still fighting. They're still fighting. We'll see what they're going to do there. Let's go about Tuesday's games. Yes. All right. Well, we talked about those Wednesday night games. Let's talk about those Tuesday night games. They were okay. We can start off with the first game, which is the Jason Tatum game, the Boston My Celtics God. versus the Washington Wizards. My God. Jason Tatum dropping 50. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? That the Celtics were going to show up. What happened to your boy I here? I told you. I told nah, you. Nah, nah, full of lies. Full I said, of lies. I said, listeners, that, tell, tell me how he lies. Run the tape. Run the tape. Run the tape. Run it back. I wanted Westbrook to play. I had, you I said, had the Wizards. Yeah, I, had the Wizards. I, I told you it was the Celtics. The Celtics had to come through. I wanted them to win. I was very disappointed. Do you want, okay, so then we're going to talk about Washington first then. Well, or do you yeah. want to talk about Jason Tatum? We're going to talk about but, Washington. We're going right, to talk right. about Washington. I was very <laughs> disappointed with their half court offense. I've never really noticed it, but like, because yeah, I was able. boy. I know. I catch the highlights, though. There's so much going on. We got this show. We got all these other shows. Hey, Malv, tell him what no, else no, we got. No, no, I'm talking about your boy Westbrook. Like, he didn't even show up to this game. Where was he? I know, man. I know. Just poor decision-making by him. Bradley Beal was completely not 100%. The, you know, the, the coaching schematics or whatever drawn up by Scott Brooks, he hasn't adapted to these modern times. It just felt very iso James Harden ball Houston where there's no movement, there's no back cutting. It was so stagnant, so predictable. It was just upsetting to watch. <laughs> yeah, just... There's a reason this stopped for people or people don't play this kind of ball. It was too bit. hard. A little bit. No, no. This was for me because I told you at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the season, our preseason, I thought the Celtics would, you know, at least be a top three team, you know. And uh, throughout the season, injuries, everything, losing streaks, you know, things happen. Like they fall into the bottom, and at least here they they fall from grace, you man. know. But they they're still fighting, you know, that fighting Irish spirit, you know. Like they're just keeping it in there. Let me at him. Let me at him. And come on, you can't say anything. Tatum hit fifty points, bro, to make sure they win. He carried them. Yeah, and in this game too, it was, uh, was one eighteen to hundred. So like one of our higher scoring, uh, well, bigger lead of the play-ins. You know, and, and watching it, though, I just felt that energy when you were talking crap about Kemba like we were last week. He actually was a good supporting cast, like, to, you know, to Tatum this time, you know, and that's what you're going to need. We're going to need fucking Kemba from back in the day, you know, like five years ago, maybe five seasons ago, you know, to come here and there hit 20 points at least sometimes here, sometimes there, or just be that great facilitator, you know, just pass it on. Let it, let the young guy do his thing, you know, because it showed here that he could kill it. It sucks that their whole squad is not fully energized. I thought that would be a fun, fun against the Nets, but I don't, you know, I don't know now. So you're giving them a game against Brooklyn, because that's um, what it sounds like. I want to. I want. I want to say that they got one game. A I think they have sweep? one game. Yeah, a gentleman sweep or a douchebag sweep. Shout out to No Dunks. The douchebag sweep is where the elite team loses the first game and then they win the next four. Oh, that's how the Lakers did it last two rounds. The <laughs> yeah, last year. right. <laughs> Complete douches. Shout uh, out to no dunks. No, uh, but the, I thought that was well, you know, like, yeah, we're, I'm a Laker fan, but I'm a basketball fan. And this franchise has like, I like their young players. I did for the last couple of seasons, you know, even when Kyrie was there, like it felt like a good energy. Now it feels like it's lulling. You know, this might be their playoff push. I think if they don't do anything really here, which I don't think they're going to do. Like you're gonna have to blow it up, right? You gotta get some new keys. Keep the the your main three, but I'd say like clean it up. I heard Perks talking about getting rid of uh, Brad Stevenson. But oh really? It, no, I don't no, think they're gonna get rid of Brad Stevens. <laughs> they I love, need. I love Perk. He pronounces words like me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so that's them. They're gonna be playing the Brooklyn Nets, like we just mentioned, Saturday at five p.m. Wow. We're here. We're here. <laughs> the playoffs are here. 
I love it. Okay, moving on to the next game, yes? The Doug McDermott game. The Indiana Pacers versus the Charlotte Hornets. The Pacers came to play. They they murdered him. 144 to 117, guys. Stop! He's already dead. My God, I know it's a playing tournament, but please. I want to give a shout-out to Doug McDermott. First quarter stats, 16 points. TJ McConnell, a pest as always. And this was even crazier, too, because no Karis Levert. He was a late scratch for that game. He's one of their main dudes. But they still put it down. They're going to need a lot more because they're going to be playing Washington, right? Yeah. And that's today. Yeah, today in the afternoon. Who do you have on that game? See, I hate myself now. Because, you know, Charlotte was one of my other teams that I got in the back. You know, I was like, (laughs) ugh. But they didn't do anything. They didn't show up. LaMelo didn't show up for shit. You know, and, like, this would be your first game. I know he's going to get Rookie of the Year this year. But for sure, if he would have at least played a more solid game, made it more closer, I think you you could have said, like, damn, that's a pretty good first season, you know? like Okay, okay, you're saying that. Listen, he's a rookie. He just came back from an injury. No Gordon Hayward there. The players around him weren't the best talent. I know. So, so it was a definitely a lesson. They came out super flat, though. I'm very disappointed. Greg yeah. Anthony, on the commentary, he had said something about them lacking playoff intensity. This was a solid wake-up call. I totally agree with what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, yo, this is just this motiva- is- this is pure motivation for next year. You got this close, guys, with shit. Right. Technically, you know? like- this isn't even the playoffs. It's like a play-in oh, tournament. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they don't even know the real intensity. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lamelo, great, great first season, mm. but there's a lot to do, and he can build off of it. It's only going to get harder. But I guess and the- I just hate the Pacers. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck, dude. You never liked Reggie Miller, huh? Jalen Rose. I hate them all. Ever since he I did that shit to Kobe, right? I hate it. Hate it. So oh, I, just, I don't like it. I just hope they lose, you know, too, in the next round. Ideally, you would want the Washington Wizards to advance because of the star power, but, oh, yeah, but I think I might go Indiana then. Oh, yeah. I hate flipping. Like, that's how it is now. It's like I was, I was so Westbrook flip this whole flopper, time. Flip flopper, flip I hate wearing flip flops. <laughs> Flies all day. Right? Side quest. Like, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm one of those dudes who just can't wear sandals as a guy. I yeah, it's true. I've never really. I, I wear sandals. flips. I wear, wear slides. slides. I wear slides. slides the only I'm, time I wear sandals is like I don't even wear them at the beach. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think. I was like, I don't even think I think you wear them at the beach. <laughs> fucking hate him. Ugh. Uh. Okay, Indiana Pacers, Washington Wizards. Who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna go Wizards this time. I just don't want. I don't like the Pacers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being honest. Westbrook, the hometown yeah, let's dude. Go, let's yeah. get it. Let's, let's get Westbrook. it. Let's see Come what he does. On. You can do it this round. <laughs> Moving on, yes? Yes, yes, All yes. right, we had some cool basketball games. We have one today. We gave our predictions for that. But we didn't talk about it all last week because we were saying it for this episode, the Hall of Fame recap. Crazy. This should have happened in 2020. This was Kobe Bryant. This was Tim Duncan. This was Kevin Garnett. And then a crazy breaking news, Ben Wallace. He wasn't really in this one, but he was announced as a finalist for next year, yes? Yep. Tamika Catchings and Rudy Tomjanovich round out this list. I can't forget them. All super, super important to basketball. Uh, Malf, go ahead and take over, please. All right, yeah. So this is what I actually did watch. I watched the Tim Duncan speech, KG, and uh, Vanessa Bryant speech, you know. They're all very well informed. I'm going to start with KGs, you know, because I honestly, my prediction before his speech is I thought he was going to cry. And, you know, he was very close to crying. He's very emotional. Yeah, he I was, wouldn't. I wouldn't. He was very close to crying. I, I like, saw it in him, and I was like, just do it, man. Michael did it. You could do it, too. But, <laughs> You'll be uh, the next meme. The one, <laughs> uh, one thing I did like from his opening was, like, how he's still, he's still all about Minnesota, the city, and everything, man. He's talking about how he wants to go in and rebuild it. I love that he didn't really shout out anybody from the franchise, really. 
you know, because they got that mad beast still because he was supposed to be part of the ownership. Instead, Alex Rodriguez, who has no affiliation to basketball, <laughs> goes, but, um, buys a team. I love that, uh, you know, Doc Rivers was there, and he gave mad respect to Doc Rivers, telling him how, you know, he really did need that coach leadership that year when Boston came in in 08 and got the championship. Um, one of my favorites, though, was actually Tim Duncan. We never really heard from him. No, you know, I feel like season. he's definitely more personable now. I saw a couple interviews with Rachel Nichols, <laughs> and um, it just – very, very, uh, I had never seen the side of Tim Duncan. I was like, oh, it's funny. Well, I always found him personable, but like he never was there giving interviews. Like it seemed like he wasn't comfortable. That's what it was more to me. Like he wasn't comfortable because he did like all these weird San Antonio commercials. I've seen them. Mondo yeah. And yeah. Like, you know? And Kawhi a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I wish like, you know, they would have played stuff like that in the Hall of Fame. Just like, you know, little weird things too in your career. But, uh, other than his haircut, you know. I like his hair, dude. I, I love it. Stop I'm like, it. Do it, stop dude. Stop it. Get out of here. Shit. Hell yeah, old man. Get out of here. Old man Riverwalk. He's swagging, no, bro. But I just love the way he talked, man. He gave, like, great thanks to everybody, you know. And he saved Coach Pop to the end, which was mad respect. And he said, like, because he doesn't like being praised, you know. Like, so he just gave him mad respect. Um, gave his backstory, how he met Pop, how Pop went to his island and met his family. And he thought that was just normal. But when he came to the States, found out that that wasn't normal and that's just who Pop was. You know, he's just more of a personable man. Yeah, yeah, he has his grumpier exterior that we all know, but, you know, deep inside is like a fucking melty tootsie roll or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, everyone always says that about Pop. He's sweetheart. And yeah. that was really cool. I like that you bring up Tim Duncan too. I used to read a lot of like biography books for kids. And Tim Duncan, did he mention this too? He was competing to be an Olympic swimmer. No, but I saw the meme of that, and I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, yeah so no, he never even talked. He didn't talk about it in that. I grew up. Fame. I grew up as a swimmer and a water polo player, so that's why I kind of like had this kind of um, respect for Tim Duncan because, like, oh, he used to swim too, and he's like six eleven. He would have been an Olympic swimmer if he's an Olympic basketball player. Yeah. Um, but he was like super terrified of like a hurricane, and like he would only swim in the swimming pool, and then he eventually discovered basketball and. It turned out it. it was fine. He he survived. Well, from what I read off a social media post, it was, uh, yeah, the pool after a hurricane that he used was broken or something like that. So then he's just like, oh, let's try basketball. You yeah. Know? But that's yeah. what I also love about Tim Duncan. That's what you have to give mad respect, especially the teams he was on against the Spurs. You know, our battles against the Spurs were fucking legendary. It was but never easy. It wasn't. And that's why they call him, what, Mr. Fundamentals, Big Fundamentals. Like, yeah, look at what you have. If you Him and KG. Like, they're both great in their position, but they have they've honed those skills, you know, that I feel like a lot of the new players, it takes them time for. Sure, like, Tim Duncan was in college and took him a little bit more longer, but even KG, I felt, had, like, that natural rawness right when he came out of, like, high school, you know? Mm-hmm. He was just there. Like, he had those, like, basic fundamentals. And, you know, speaking about somebody who's, like, all about skill, you know, basic fundamentals, like, a sad, bitter, sweet, sweet I don't even know how to say it, like, Kobe should have been there to receive his own Hall of Fame, you know? I'm sure he wanted to. All of us, you know, everybody, Uh the family, you know? Yeah. You know, and I thought Vanessa, she she did, like, a pretty decent job. Like, I know that had to be hard to, like, you know, talk about your husband who's passed away and all his, you know. So Michael walked her down, right? Yeah. And Michael just looked very somber, too, you know? Like, you usually see him with, like, a big, huge, like, face, even if he's angry, you know? Like, he has an animated face, but... Yeah, it was a very, like, you know, it was a very more toned down, especially because it was the last one, you know, when it came down. And, yeah, she just, uh, one thing I found interesting that she brought about about Kobe was, like, I guess he never wrote his speeches. Anytime he went out publicly, he did it on the Spoke fly. from the heart. Yeah, I you like know? that. And that, I think that's what she, she talked about, how she couldn't do that, but, like, that's what he would have done. And uh, she kept it very respectful. His parents, you know, they have a lot of beef, too. I don't know that she invited them to the thing of, 
who knows if Kobe was alive that they would have gone there because recently they had a big, you know, falling out again. But yeah, it was very respectful. It sucked that it was the year. I think it took a little bit away from more of that event status that we always give the Hall of Fame when it comes around. And I think that's the only thing that was really shitty about this one because you got three now Hall of Famers, yeah, top this 50 is players arguably of all time, you know? one of the best Hall of Fame classes ever. Like the fact that Kobe is associated with one of the best draft classes ever. He's one of the best players ever. Now one of the best Hall of Fame classes ever. Yeah. Uh, very unfortunate that he wasn't able to be there. All three of these players, though, it's a different type of greatness uh, through their careers. And they're all at the highest level, though. Like, you look at Tim Duncan, his own style. KG, his own style. Kobe, his own style. Guess what? They all worked. They all got to the Hall of Fame. They all got and, championships. Um, they all respected yes. in their position, you know, yes. in their franchises. Sustained greatness. In their industry, in their sport, you know? Great. And then the final thing, too, before that, we just want to give kind of a, a finalist preview for next year's next Hall year, of Fame, yeah. we had mentioned Ben Wallace. We got C. Webb, Chris Weber, Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce. That's a pretty solid list, though, no, too. pretty good. Yeah. And, like, even coach, you forgot some coaches. Rick uh, Rick Adelman. Adelman. I forgot and him. And then uh, they said Bill Russell's going to be there for coach. As a coach? As a coach. Oh, man. crazy. Um, Bill Russell stays getting right. in the Hall of Fame, bro. He's going to be, like, three-time Hall <laughs> of Fame. How is he not the GOAT? Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to bring up that conversation right now. But one thing I want to do before we leave the Hall of Fame, I want to give a shout-out to Ben Wallace, you know, um, just, you know me, I love playing defense. This is one of the first purely defensive-minded players. You know, what does he average, like four points? He was basically the... our Dennis Rodman, would you say? Yeah, not because, to like that. Because we didn't really want, at least me, no, Dennis no, Rodman right. was in the 90s, late 90s. Yeah. And this was early 2000s, and we were a bit more. I like that comparison, yeah. He wasn't bigger. as good as Rodman, you know. I wouldn't put him like there, but they're still defensive-minded. And Super another anchored. one, he's the only, uh, well, going to be one of the only Hall of Famers undrafted in the NBA. Incredible. Incredible. So, you know, story. shout out to Ben Wallace. And, you know, like we were talking about it, two of the other guys in the hall of fame this year, fundamentals, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, you know, future basketball players, us old basketball players, you know, it. like you got to learn those skills, you know, and just fucking sharpen them. Moving on to the next section. Yes. About to wrap this up. NBA standings. Guess what? There's no NBA standings. <laughs> right? We're in the playoffs. <laughs> so that Wait, goes- no, no, technically what? There will be. They're going to confirm the standings. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They're going to confirm the standings. Uh, Weekend predictions. I guess the standout games to watch is everything. The playoffs are on. (laughs) You should watch everything. I'm telling you right now. It starts on Saturday, 11 a.m. You've got the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Eastern Conference Finals. Or is this the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah, this is Or is this the second round? No, this was the second round. Because the Bucks lost in the second round. Yeah, they won the finals. So this is a second round rematch of last year's playoffs and this is when jimmy butler punked Giannis. so they're gonna come ready to play i'm expecting a lot of great intensity from Giannis. they got drew holiday he was saying some shit yeah you saw that you got clippers versus mavericks on saturday as well that's gonna be a tough one celtics versus nets and then you got trailblazers nuggets as the nightcap Mm. wow wow we are spoiled and then on sunday 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 we have lakers suns hawks knicks and then a couple more to be determined games i want to see that one Anything else you want to say, Malv? No, man. Thank you guys again. Keep listening. Share us. Like I, like I said earlier, we want to keep doing more stuff with the fans. You know, hopefully when more things start opening up, we could just start doing more things. You know? Yes, yes, for sure. And that's going to conclude today's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording these. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvandmogli at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, we would kindly appreciate a five-star rating. It would help us out in the long run. And one more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At 
at mal underscore n underscore mogli. A final piece of breaking news. Well, I hate to interrupt one more time, but breaking news is breaking news. Yes, you're probably wondering, hey, Malv, hey, Mowgli, where are your Eastern Conference and Western Conference playoff prediction episodes? Well, they're coming. Everything was so wild. The play-in tournament, we didn't know what to expect. Uh, We just wanted to try this out. And yes, we're going to have those cool episodes coming up at the beginning of the week because there's so much to talk about. Oh my goodness, the playoffs are here. We love it. We love it. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And one more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. And we'll be back here next week because we love playoff basketball.